here. We out here. Jess. I'm back, baby. World travelers. We're, seriously. I know. And for the next month, both of us will be, next two months, we'll be We're out and traveling about. Traveling chicks. Out and about. We're hitting it. We're hitting it hard at the beginning of the year. I know. You're going to Utah in April. In a week. <laughs> Conveniently, Madison and I are also going on a little East Coast road roadie. Oh. Going to DC. Fun. Then to Philadelphia. Let's go. Back home. We're doing world some engagement travelers. sessions. Doing some engagement sessions yeah. for, our, for our couples out out of town. Fun. That's what I'll be doing in Salt Lake City. But obviously my sister lives there, so we're going to do a sister episode. Oh, yeah. Bring the mics. I'm bringing the mics. Back the mics up. It'll be funny. It Her and I have spent, obviously, a whole week together in Charleston because she was there second shooting the wedding, but also hanging with the fam. Mm-hmm. So we're ready, to, we're ready to go. We got the jokes fresh. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be a fun episode. I'm excited. But yeah. Oh, so Britt crashed the Macleese crew, right? 100%. This, this weekend. And she fits right in. Like there, it was seamless. Like she showed up a little later the same day that we showed up and we were already toasted. Toasted. I believe it. The amount of drinking was absolutely excessive. <laughs> but yeah, she just, she came in. Grabbed a beer and just joined in in the, the festivities. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with her. We already know. Of course. We already know. It was fun, though. I mean, trip overall, great time. Um, a week is a perfect amount of time for vacation because I usually do like a five-day ordeal. I don't know mm-hmm. why I cap it there. But like we did a Monday to Monday. We had um, a wedding that I shot on Saturday, a day to recover, and then fly out the yeah. next morning, which I felt was very well planned. But overall, the Macaulay's fam, the Mac Pack, they are a hoot. Britt and I were hitting each other laughing the entire time. Just, I love observing like inner workings of people's families. And I'm also like psychoanalyzing. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This makes sense. <laughs> this checks out. This checks out. These neuroses match with those neuroses. <laughs> yes. Created that neurosis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's so fun to just watch unfold, you know? <laughs> and it's, I mean, they're just the best. I have the best in-laws in the freaking world. They're so much fun. We got back and uh, my mother-in-law was like, you guys are the easiest. And she's talking to her whole family, not just like Brit and I. She's like, you guys are the easiest family to vacation with. She's like, I'm so proud. My kids are just so great. Like, oh my it's God. just, it was easy going. And everyone who ever wanted to do their own thing could go just fuck off. And yeah. you, it was just really, Even really Sunny, great. who had some spice. Wait, talk about the best spice <laughs> story. A little bit of spice. So let me, <laughs> let me give you a little lowdown. I think we've introduced Sonny a few times on the pod. Sonny is Joe's brother. He is... A couple years younger. A couple years younger. And quick to anger. Let's just let's just call yeah. it what it is. Quick to Short anger. Short fuse. Short fuse. Yeah. But it's it's part of his personality. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And you know, every time you go to a family get together, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. But they're brothers. Brotherly fighting. Yeah. It, it happens and everyone's used to it. But um why Sonny got mad is not important in this story, but <laughs> He something, you know, not pertinent kind of, information, not pertinent. And we were in line for tacos. It was Taco Tuesday. You have to do it on vacation. And we're in a line. And I'm talking there's 10, 12 people at this house. I think we had we did. We had cousins over as well. Huge get together at the house. We're getting in line for the tacos. And Sonny was already upset. 
Jeremy, the youngest brother, comes in and says something, just pushing his buttons. I was like, this is already going to be a mess. All of a sudden, he's like, you know, he gets mad. He's like, don't fucking touch me. All of a sudden, like, beef starts flying in the air. Between Jeremy and Sonny? Yeah, like, literal beef. I'm talking taco beef and real beef. Like... (laughs) Like, like he was holding like a spoonful of beef, like to put it onto his plate. And it just kind of flung a little bit. I was like, I was in the crossfire. I was like, I got to take a step back. (laughs) And my immediate reaction is to bust out laughing. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. But (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. And everyone's like, all right, all right. Just, you know, gets it out. It's done. Right. So at this point, Sonny is in his... I'm not talking to anyone like he's not. Yeah, that's he's, he's already he's already made he's made his point, you know, pretty clear. Yeah, so with he the beef. is. Yeah, with the beef. He is sitting there in silence. So mad. You know, we're just kind of letting him work it out himself. And it happens to be Shane's birthday, which is Joe's sister's husband. So Joe's yeah. brother in law, brother in law. I know a lot of inner workings here. And we're sitting and we're. Everyone else is going on. We're drinking, having fun. Sonny's on the couch, just, you know, blowing off some steam. And he has not talked to anyone, and he won't until he's over it. (laughs) And he's just sitting on his phone scrolling, and we're like, all right, we'll let him get through it. All of a sudden, we're like, all right, light the candles. Let's sing happy birthday to Shane. Sonny is sitting pissed off on his phone. Happy birthday. (laughs) The fact that he's saying it, we were all laughing. Joe just starts, like, laughing during happy birthday, and I'm like, what is going on? He's like... Look, it's Sonny singing it. He's so mad, but he he has to sing it. And we brought it up to later, brought it up to Sonny later in the vacation. He's like, we're like, we were laughing at you singing happy birthday. He's like, well, yeah, I didn't want to be that big of a dick. He was like, <laughs> he was like, Shane didn't do anything. It was just really funny. Just like, just non-engaged. Just like, oh, I had to say that I, I sang it. it. Can you imagine being mad and singing happy birthday? I mean, still I can imagine to- Sonny being mad and singing happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And let me know, like, I've met Sonny four times, but like when you meet Sonny, you know exactly who he is. It makes five minutes. Within five minutes of talking to him, you're like, there you are. But we love him though. Yeah. We love him for that. He's not like angry and like white man punching the wall. No, he's like nice and lovable. It's not that he's like a a mean guy all the time. Like anger from inside out. More like that type (laughs) of vibe. Just an outburst. Yeah. And it doesn't have to make sense or anything, but. Yeah, he, he on the recovery quick. Gym. Yeah. Um, Happy birthday song will get you right back to where you need yeah. to be, you know? It, I mean, it'll check you. Yeah, absolutely. It'll check you in your place. Yeah. Like, a man was born today. Bring me back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But overall, great trip. Do you ever just like, when you're on a trip with people, you just say the same phrase over and over? Mm-hmm. Like, inside jokes just keep reoccurring? Mm-hmm. Those are... That's what happened on our vacation. And it was yes. Harry Potter, which was, um, the boy who lived has come to die. <laughs> you know that TikTok? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we were saying the whole time. And we were just using like random objects. Yes. Absolutely. The entire time. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. That was the joke. Well, there were a few jokes of the week, but. Jess was like, when I said, I was like, hope you come with some good stories. She goes, don't know if they'll be funny to anybody, but uh, they're funny to us because yeah. like, if you're not on the vacation, you know. I don't oh, have, if you aren't on that wavelength. Yeah. But I guess Sean, my father-in-law, uh, basically tore an ACL the first day. Tried to show out with the boys. They were on the they were on the beach and like, let's see who can run as fast as I can. Classic male energy. Do you have to go to the doctor? No, we thought, we thought, but he just kind of hobbled around. It's It definitely looked better and felt better towards the end of the trip, but a classic show out situation. 
Wow. Yeah. So very eventful. Very eventful. Yeah. A lot of drinking, a lot of laughing. Aaron and Son were there, everyone. The wedding was absolutely phenomenal. I don't I don't know if you uh listened to mine and Josh's episode. I did not. Um, but someone we did some QA, someone asked, like, what are you most excited for with the wedding or whatever? Um, and Josh was like, the playlist. Yep. I'm really open to impress our DJs with the playlist. Yeah. I was like, that impressing Aaron and San is going to be the highlight of the wedding for you. It should. I totally get it. I know you. I knew you would. I totally understand because I felt like I impressed them with my playlist and it still, they still hype me up about it. Um, Aaron and Saad absolutely stayed on brand through Christina and Damon's wedding in Charleston. They had a blast. We actually, after the wedding, Joe and I went out with Aaron and Son. Us four kicked it. I love them. I love <laughs> it was them. so. It was like one of my favorite nights because everyone was like, "We're tired." We're. We actually ended up at a bar that was like one of those strobe lights and like so like a club, sticky floor, club. college, t- pe- yeah, not a bar. aged people, a club. Everyone was like, "I'm too old for this," and I was like. With yeah, enough alcohol, alcohol like, with enough alcohol, you're young enough for anything. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, none of y'all want to fuck around with this? Like, just grind on some yeah. sweaty dick? Because I do. Did you just say grind on some sweaty dick? Sure did. Sure did. I mean, everyone's in there just <laughs> dripping sweat on ecstasy. And I'm like, I might. <laughs> I might. But anyways, we ended up meeting up. I'm with- paralyzed. <laughs> We ended up just, Aaron and San showed up. We started ordering some Mickey Slims, getting them going. And they're like, actually, let's go to a cooler bar. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally not cool. I don't feel like a main character here at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was ready to be the main yeah. character. I was ready for my moment. Because yeah. um, at the wedding, I was on X Games mode. I, you, I probably looked coked out. There was just a lot of fucking pressure. I didn't eat. And on weddings, wedding days, vendors, you know, we don't eat enough. We don't drink enough water. Yeah. But I've never, ever gone to 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m. with not a single thing but coffee. Yeah. Coked out. Coked out queen yeah. I was. But there was just a lot of pressure. I think doing family, yeah. there's a lot of pressure. I think being out of state added that to me, added yeah. pressure for me. And um, this family had recently lost... Joe's cousin Katie, yeah, in a tragic accident. So that was Holding on everyone. Emotional space. It was a lot. Yeah, but just capturing all the stuff because there was a lot going on. Yeah. and I, I mean, you don't have to tell. Me. When I shot my cousin's wedding, I had to force myself to pee at eight p.m. We yeah. were in the desert, so I was sweating. Right, but I had to be like Rachel, go to the bathroom. Neurotic. There's something in you that is not good for your system, and you just got to get it out. And it was orange orange pee oh pungent pungent (laughs) pungent i already know i already know so it was great overshot isn't is an understatement oh i just i'm thinking this is this is your scottsdale arizona but it's your charleston yeah it's my charleston yeah and that's how i yeah i'm glad you you relate me and mads filled up 128 gigabyte cards and some yeah, Do you know I get how many it. Photo- I, I think, get it. I, I think there were twelve or fifteen thousand photos to go through. Let's for put you in perspective. A normal eight-hour wedding day, two to three, two to three. That's a lot. Yeah, 
Yeah. Terrible. But success, success, success. Of course it was, Jess. It's you. Nothing, yeah. Nothing too, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I wore platform shoes, which really open sandals that I royally, royally Drew. fucked you up just, my feet. Just throw them up there. My body is out. still in shambles. Yeah, don't do that. I'm a mess. Yeah, I get it. Jess, here's your invitation to after my wedding, hang up that old hat of friends and family weddings. Just, I think it's time. Jess, season four. Jess Cart Photography, season four. <sighs> hang it up. It's but not, it's such an honor. It's I such know. an honor. Like, I felt cool, low-key, though. You I know, know what I mean? To needed. be in. Yeah, you you're in with the cool kids, and everyone's watching up you. I know. Hunchbacked with all my gear on. I know. <laughs> because I saw so many people, like, just taking photos on, like, Christina's um, story, and it's, like, them dancing, and I have just yeah. a hunchback of Notre Dame out there. Yeah. I am the <sighs> yeah. the under-the-bridge troll. Yeah, bridge troll. I look haggard. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, my God. I'm not – then that takes my cool card away. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not even cool at that point. I'm just in the way. <laughs> you're at, Whenever I see you in stories, like, your outfits at weddings, I'm, like, I need to do better. I need to be better and do better because you look so cool. And I'm gonna try my best this year to to level up fashion wise to look like a hot professional woman. Yes, because I'll tell you what, there have been times where I've seen what I needed to see. And <laughs> you always say that. Oh, my, I threw out a pair of like I thought that they were like they were like sweatpants material. Granted, but, the but they were like ha- they were. Oh yeah, those. the stripes had you sticking out like a sore thumb. Oh. Those are. The, was, I'm talking about two different pairs of pants that I've gotten rid of because I've seen my ass, and ass I'm like, was tooted up though. Like, no, it was good. Dump truck emphasis on the dumpy though. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I, I thought it looked fire. Fuego, fuego, fuego. No, no, no. I'm like one of the the tight pants. So I'm talking one of sweat is sweatpants. The other is like leggings material. One of them is is pornographic almost. Like you can you get my crack. You get my crack. You get the full like pear-shaped emoji. Um, and I'm like you can that, see like the dips in your butt and yeah, stuff. I, inappropriate. Inappropriate. I I just I like to look good, feel good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a walking I'm my walking brand. Yeah. And I think that I try to be cool. I don't know if I succeed. I'm I'm working. I'm going to work on it this year. Okay. So just so you know, beware. Everybody, prepare. If you have any advice, just ask me. Because I go for comfort. And dresses are my main... Who doesn't love to Platform dresses? sandals? I was in Charleston. <laughs> Give me a break. You know, I had to. But Pickle chewed my... Um, I call them Tevas. I know they're pronounced Tevas. But... Um, my tried and trues. Yeah, Barley did that once, and they're then, all black, and they'll go with. <sighs> Barley did my did my. They might have been Tevas, or they might have been something else. But I had them repaired. Took them to You're a seamstress. Kidding. I'm not kidding. I was like, I just bought them, and I was like, we gotta prepare. But let me tell the you, codependence on that. The new dog, Jess. Oh, okay, yeah. So I saw that you posted like, we need dog advice. <laughs> Hello. training. Yes. The, someone also said the bells. I got these for days. I've heard I so many dogs. Well, let me tell you. They don't like the bells. You, okay, you something else well, with what's a different noise. Is, so Barley, yeah. Barley's scared of the sound. And so Barley's fear of the sound, Coors is codependent on Barley, if anything. Mm-hmm. He looks to her as like, what do we do? What do we do? Mm-hmm. And 
I put those bells out. Barley was like, mm, yeah, I don't need that. I'm, I'm putting turkey. Turkey's the the ticket. Mm-mm, nothing. Yeah, I was gonna say to you could do bells. what you could do. You know, two things. You could, you know, reintroduce and reinforce the bells really hard, like mm-hmm. bells with. Mm, I don't know because yeah. then you don't want to connect another. Yeah, another thing like every time you get the bells, you don't get a treat. It's just like it, use it. You, maybe something with a different noise though. It's just, it's hard. It will go on like two days of no potty accidents and then one day of like constant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm letting Josh, I'm like, Barley never took to a crate. I felt like it was really traumatic for her. Like you just, you look at a dog and you're like, especially when you adopt an older dog, not a puppy. It's like she was fully stressed out. And I feel like Chorus has been fully stressed out in his crate, but Josh wants to try it again. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You do it's- you. It's that's what it's like in the beginning days. It's You're trial and error. It yeah. And just let the let the routine happen, you know? Yeah. And then once you feel like you find something, just like beat it in yeah. like a drum. Like it's just gonna take some time. And I've been working from home and I feel like that now chorus is kind of getting like attached to me, like a little shadow dog. But I'm not always home normally. So it's like we gotta I think me going to Chicago will help, hopefully, with that. Like but yesterday I was boiling chicken and rice because he said diarrhea. Oh. We think he's been eating some berries on our walks. Not the magical berries. I don't know. We don't know. But he's laying, laying on the floor next to me, which I think he's being a good sweet boy. I'm, I'm boiling up that good good. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, God. I have like I have like a... <laughs> a traumatic flashback from that. Do you oh. remember when Olive was just shitting uncontrollably? Oh and I was like, this is about my seventh batch. Yeah, seventh yeah. batch of, of that good, good stuff. That good, good. Um, And I looked down. He's chewing the baseboard. Very he silently. wood. And at that moment, you're like, the fuck? Ugh. What are you doing? Dude. You can, you do you doing? get like enraged? There's times where I've gotten so mad and I think oh. it's at my dog. Like I think the maddest I've ever been is when I'm like It's the it was the third iPhone charger that I bought yep. for me. He's on also only my iPhone chargers. Josh's iPhone chargers are in good good use. He doesn't care. He has chewed three iPhone chargers in two weeks. Wow. Always on my side of the bed. Damn. He's gotta do me like that. But when I tell you he is so cute, <laughs> I know it's it makes up and for sweet. Him. Like what I say to Josh is like behaviors that are really hard to put into dogs are like friendliness, like the other like s- openness. The like, stuff is definitely I'm trainable. Like, I was like, as long as he keeps being nice to people, other dogs and children, everything else is we're good. A bonus, right? Like I'm like, if I had to train a dog not to bite a kid. Or bite people, we would have problems. We'd have a problem, right? Well, good. So it's a journey. But he's so cute. Yeah, and soft. He's so soft. It's a long game. And Josh and I are trying not to risk this. He's not shedding. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll but see. A grooming trip is in his future for sure. Good. Question about the diarrhea. <laughs> Has he been eating the same food that you that he was eating at the previous yeah. time? Okay, and I I like I have a mix now, so it's mixed with like a new food. Okay, um, but 
Yeah. Just wonder. No, it's it was it he woke us up. He woke us up at four in the morning. They had a boy? Yeah, he'll wake us up for, boy? for poop most times. He'll tell us. Good. Well, not every time. He's got a poop area in our house. That's good. We get the something. pee could happen anywhere. Anywhere at any time. But whatever. Can we talk about um some recent news? Will Smith? We have to. I know. We have to talk about it. <sighs> he didn't hear so. My I didn't jaw see it dropped. live. I didn't see it live. I didn't see it live. I saw it immediately after. Someone sent it to me. It was like immediately on Twitter. Wow. And so I was like, did this really fucking happen? It seems Acted like, out of emotion completely. Yeah, I it was rude. It's a rude comment. So part of me is just like, okay, whatever. But a wild move on Will's part. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A w- absolutely wild move. Here's what I think about the joke. Too far? Yes. But... You know what you anyone else does when they take a joke too far or you just don't like it? You don't laugh. The camera's on you. You make your statement known. Yeah. You could even flick them off. You could just be like, that wasn't, you can mouth that wasn't cool. You can mouth keep yeah. my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. But going up and doing something about it is like just blasphemy. And I just feel like since he won his like first Oscar that he's been waiting for, he's worked so yeah. fucking hard. Will Smith is amazingly talented, but I just feel like now I'm embarrassed for you going yeah. up because I wanted to really love this moment for you. And now I'm just like, God damn it. You know? Yeah. It was weird. A little erratic. But like, yeah, that's what I'm like. I yeah. have no real opinion. I feel like. I don't know. I don't. I. I, I it's hard for me to care. Yeah. But yeah. Like. But the TikTokers are coming out like. As a, as a survivor of abuse, like this is. Oh God! Yeah. I'm not. Let's, I know. I know. Okay. It's just everyone's looking Will so Smith's far into. Will wife it. has an autoimmune disorder. Someone made a shitty comment about that. Was it the right time to to do something about that? No, but that? people act no. emotionally all the time. But like, yeah. So I don't care. Yeah. Like, let move on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I universe, get move on. Mm-hmm. There were apparently other very heartwarming parts of the Oscars. I didn't watch them. Yeah. But, but you'll see the highlights on TikTok. Yeah, I'll see the highlights on TikTok. And yeah, I just feel like this is almost like a personal thing between for Will and Chris sure. Rock. That it's like, uh, for sure. It's for them to work out. Yeah. Not for that's how the I world felt. to weigh in on. That's what, but I'm here for the memes. I'm here for the laughs. Oh, the jokes. memes are good. Yeah. The memes, top tier. Oh, keep it up, people. Hey, we need pop, we need some certain things. You know, like Janet Jackson's boobs. You need, you need, you you need those to keep the comedy alive. Pop culture moments to be able to tell time to be, to be able to tell time to yeah. build morale amongst the people. Yeah, like oh Ukraine, no Will Smith. Yeah, memes keep yeah. Them coming. Tragedies abroad, no pop culture. Rich people mishaps. punching people in the face on the internet. We're here for it. We're here for it. So. <laughs> That's our opinion. Keep yeah. them coming because. They're making us laugh. Exactly. So, Rachel, you're heading to Chicago. Chicago. The city of dreams. The, the windy city. City that never sleeps. Oh, I think that's New York. Well, does that Cities mean? are cities. Cities, cities are cities. And you're picking out a dress. We hoping hope. for the best. Yeah. Hoping for the best. Don't, don't, don't put all your, all, all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. What are your tips, Jess? Don't go. Just kidding. <laughs> I really never did this. So on my first wedding, yeah. I found my dress at a flea market. And then 
the seamstress that was working on that dress like ruined it. <laughs> and then um, like last minute, literally like four weeks before my wedding, my mom, Laura, and I just went to David's bridal. I tried on three dresses, bought one. So I never really had this experience of like, I don't know, caring yeah, or having yeah. a big expectation. Um, I also feel like I robbed my family of a lot of experiences with my first wedding. So um, the reason why Chicago is because Anthropology's brand Beholden, B-H-L-D-N, um, only has like three flagship stores. And one of them is in Chicago. So I was like, it's a, like, it's a little bit of a closer drive for Laura. So I was like, oh, that'll be something. Yeah. That'll be something. So, you know, to include that, man. Yeah. And then there's another, like, off-the-rack store because we got about four months-ish. What, yeah. April? Three months? Yep. Whoa, shit. April, May, June. Three or four months, whatever yeah. that timing is. Um. So getting a major order dress is like, I don't need that stress. Yeah. Yeah. Still. So I would argue that, like, so I went twice. I went once around here. In the local area to a few I had appointments with, and I brought my mother-in-law, um, my sisters, uh, my friends. Your mom? My mom, of course. And that was fun. Like, I thought that was fun. But there, we have talked about, like, my issue with dresses and trying them on and body dysmorphia and mm-hmm. not feeling confident. And, and I, I get really upset when things don't fit right or look right, and I'll go home and just... Um, so, <laughs> but it was fun overall, mm-hmm. I think, but I really enjoyed when it was just, when I went to Salt Lake City and it was just me and Britt. Yeah. Because Britt will be a hundred percent honest and there's not mm-hmm. like pleasing everyone or expectations or anything. So, yeah. I mean, I, my biggest advice to anyone going wedding dress shopping is just like go in with low expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, Feel good when you do it. Get a mimosa going in you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just get get out of your head a little bit. Yeah. But don't be afraid. Don't go in with your heart set on one type of dress. Which like is, I, I'm not. Yeah. I, I truly do not even know what I want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's overwhelming. But I'm excited to go to. So I have two appoint two appointments. And um, also it's like I can only bring three people. Mm-hmm. I can bring four people to one, so Laura's girlfriend Aaron will come. So it's Lauren, Aaron, my mom, and my like best friend Meredith. Um, so, and then at the beholden one, Aaron can't come. So it'll just be Laura, mom, and Meredith. And um, I'm just excited to like look at a professional and be like, what? I feel what like you're, would you you're recommend go- you're going to enjoy um, the experience. Yeah, but the, the thing I am worried about or holding a little anxiety around is like it's it's not like dresses won't look good on me it's like these dresses might not fit me as a size 14 it's like but aren't they so you're going to try on a sample size i can't no i have to buy a i have to buy the the dress yeah off the rack so beholden if they don't carry the size in store i'll probably be able to like buy the size online right um, so that's fine. But like if I find something at like the off the rack stores, it just depends on if there's enough variety. And right. So like I, that's when I get discouraged. It's not like if something doesn't look good on me, it's easy to be like, okay, like my shoulders are looking right in this, like my this isn't the right dimension. There's a million styles. But right. if some I think it's hard not to get upset when something literally won't zip. For sure. So especially when you want it to zip. 
and you want it to fit. Yeah. It that I am as as body neutral or positive or whatever as I try to be, that is a human experience for women of like wanting something to fit and it doesn't fit. Yeah. And hundred percent. I mean, I've come in with the spanks. I'm coming with the girdle spanks. Yeah, I did the I'm same. Coming, like I'm coming prepared. Um, and we're we're gonna try to have a good attitude about it. But yeah, yeah. My sister was like, "Do we have anything? Any like thing planned for Thursday?" I was like, "One day of being naked in front of a mirror, I think, is enough." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I re- yeah, I remember just being like, mm, "Done for the day." Absolutely yeah. exhausted. But I did go to a place called Lux Redux, which is off the rack. So mm-hmm. it's just they get everything in your size. They pull styles that you want. And I think I tried on like three dresses and that's like all they had. Yeah. That would be close to something that I would like. So I explained to her. Yeah. And then they only have so many in each size. Yeah. So I, I get where you're coming from, where that was kind of just like discouraging. Because all the other ones you could try on, you just go through and just pluck what, you, what styles you like. And it doesn't matter if it's a two or a 17 or what. It yeah. just doesn't matter. So... Yeah, it's you're right. It's human human instinct. I feel like to just want yeah to feel good in it and to to yeah. to like what you see. And then like the I just get outraged on like a larger level of like I feel like although I'm like technically mid size, like I feel like I can pass in society and not be like judged for my body type on the whole. Like, but there are so many women like that live in larger bodies than me. And it's like, it's so frustrating that like, I am like a double XL in some target sizes. And it's like, there are, there are women like, like, what are we as a society doing? And I think weddings, something that's so personal and so like, you want everything to be not necessarily perfect, but like comfortable mm-hmm. and like living in a larger body going, like you can't just go to a bridal salon and it's frustrating when, like, there's a whole population of people, half or more, that are larger than size eight. Right? right. But still, like, the bridal industry is only catering to smaller brides. It's very frustrating. And yeah. happy for you smaller brides, truly. But it is really discouraging. Um, I talked to um, someone who <laughs> – I was on the phone with a bunch of bridal salons in Chicago because – I didn't want to run into the problem of like them not having any dresses for me to try on. Um, And someone referred me to this salon outside of Chicago, but specializes in like plus size brides. Um, (laughs) So basically talked to her. She was like, okay, like your wedding really is too soon. Like it it would be too stressful to try to get your dress in time. Um, And she's like, we do have some off the rack sizes, but they'll be too big for you. So it's like so you're like fuck right in the middle right, right in the middle yeah so we'll see i'm just trying to i'm going into it just wanting to have clarity about what i want my dress to look like yeah so if i if try anything and- yeah you'll get a get an idea of like what style you like or what you feel yeah. you look best in and yeah go from there i mean that's obviously biggest everyone's just like go in with low expectations and yeah. just have a good time enjoy the experience of it here's a logistical question that i thought Mm -hmm. of should i be bringing heels with me that are like the size ish i mean yeah it could yeah it can help okay it can help for you to visualize it it doesn't really matter because it's not being like tailored quite yet no no but But i guess to like get a feel because that adds a little length Mm -hmm. to you but yeah 
that's what I mean. I can't remember if I did or not. Yeah. But good tip. Good that's tip. a good tip of the dick. So maybe I'll come back with some wedding dress shopping tips. Yeah. So hopefully it all goes well. I hope it goes well for you. I'm excited. I feel like you got a good attitude about it. You got to be ready to be on FaceTime. Oh, yeah. Because I FaceTime you when I was in my dress. Remember? Uh-huh. I was I, like, I was like, call Rachel. Because I knew I needed to hear like someone to like react to it. I was at, I was working like, at Jessica the grocery. Jessica damn Cartelloni. It was like so unloading good. unloading beer at my, at my day job. Yes. <laughs> and Never oh, forget. It was, I loved that dress. And I thought, I really did feel like it was perfect for you. I know like different styles come out as time goes on and mm-hmm. it's hard not to be like, oh, would that have looked good or would that have looked good? But, but I guess with the scenery and everything, it all just tied it together. perfect on you. It's perfect for you. I won't be taking any more notes on that. Okay. No more notes. I will I will accept. Okay. All right, guys. We have some DMs. We gotta catch up. We gotta catch up, go through the DMs. We love we read your stories. I want you to know that. And the reason yeah. we don't respond is because we save them to respond on the pod. Yeah, or we're just absorbing and Right. Yeah. So we're gonna get into some I might pause for a bit rage because one is like super long so i might have to condense condense okay here's a good one hi i know this is kind of a heavy topic but i could really use some outside perspective you guys could address in the pod so a couple weeks ago my boyfriend of three years told me he has feelings for one of his co-workers he was really open about it, and he's been honest ever since, at least as far as I know. But it's bothering me so much. I've always thought crushes would happen in a long-term relationship and that it's almost natural. But now that it's happened, I feel like I can't trust him or be myself around him or stop comparing myself to his co-worker. <clears throat> co-worker. My intrusive thoughts are saying he doesn't love me as much as I thought he did or that his brain had room for her to fill. I was just wondering if you guys have any experience, anything like this, or have any thoughts, maybe tips for how to push through. We have a really solid foundation, and this whole thing has really thrown me for a loop. Yeah. I, first and foremost, I this is the first time I'm, like, reading it fully, but I love that he told you. Yeah, I think that is a, <laughs> a green flag for sure, that he, like, was open with you about that. Um, And what, that makes me feel like he's going to be open if it were to progress. Yeah. So trust the solid foundation. Yeah. Full disclosure, Josh and I tried to answer this DM on the pod. Oh, really? And we went in circles about it. Not that we didn't agree, but I felt like we Wait, didn't you, this have... is you already addressed this last week? No, no, no. Oh. I did, I cut it out because okay. I was like I was, I really felt like we weren't concise enough to provide any sort of clarity. Yeah, okay. Because it's like you could take it this way or you could take it that way and there's always like, well, what if he meant it this way? Like and it was just, it was not good. We were ranting and it was babbling. Just, yeah. And it was, it was all over good. the place. I was like, Jess and I will answer this yeah. together. Um, but something that I think about when I think of this is like, because Josh and I were talking about all, us together. Like, I think both Josh and I are like, okay, it's it's unrealistic to feel like, there won't be people in life that you are attracted to physically or even attracted to their personality. Like I'm attracted to, you know, like your personality and Madison's personality and like friend wise. And like, there are definitely other people in life that I could find excitement in and joy in. But 
I feel like unless Josh and I wanted to have the conversation of like having an open relationship, which as now, like that's never anything that we want to do. I feel like, what do you do with a crush? Right. As a person, right. what do you do with a crush? This is where my thoughts are going exactly the same yeah. way. So it's like, if we know as humans that that can happen yeah. and we have solid foundations, and we have open mind, like I trust this couple is solid Yeah, from the way that she describes it and from communication being first and foremost, like I have a crush at work, yeah. but what do we do with that? Yeah. Obviously, if we take action, that's a no-go. Yeah. Maybe talk about that. Like, hey, but also like how weird. I feel like this is a new age thing too that we know divorce rate so high we know that we want to you know especially i'm thinking married couples but yeah. whatever like we could this potentially could cause us to divorce or break up right but what are the rules what are the boundaries like it's cool yeah. that you flirt with her and you have this crush but as long as you don't act on it right so i think my answer i was like if we were at a point you had a crush on a coworker, um we i was not open to opening up our relationship for you to act on that crush I would want you to remove yourself from that situation mm. because where does it go? Like, it's one thing, like, I mean, Madison and I will joke about like how much we love Jake and how Jake is so cute. Right. He's mm -hmm. like, he's, I guess he works for me. That's probably a problem. Yeah. But he's also our friend. Right. And like, we're at, <laughs> that's we problematic. All, we, all, we all secretly hit on Jake. Maybe I should revisit that. But <laughs> um, like when Jake got a haircut and all of that. Right. But there's not, it's not a crush. It's like, it's an acknowledgement that they're attractive or that they're cute. I don't or know. That they're I funny. guess there's levels to that shit, right? And I'm comfortable doing those things in front of Josh. Right. So here's so what it's I, different. It's that, different. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm saying this stuff to Jake, but Josh doesn't know and it's wrong. Right. So there's, that's where I feel like yeah. it switches. And that's why I said there's levels to the shit because I feel like if I, I am comfortable telling Joe that I think someone's attractive. Yeah. We do it all the time. He does it. I mean, he does it with more celebrities, but I'll be like, wow that dude can get it yeah. twice on Sunday. Yeah. But I, but also there's, what if there's something that felt secretive, like at work outside and you were like, mm, that's not something I would normally tell him, you know? Yeah. Not to say that that's happened, but I don't know. It's tough because I, I think like opening, opening up the conversation yeah. to this is helpful moving forward with couples. Yeah. Because I think we know monogamy is hard. Oh, for sure. We know, we know. And also we were talking about, we would love to have a polyamorous yeah. couple come on here. And I want to deep dive the inner workings yeah. of all of it. I think it'd be really interesting. Well, like I think polyamory has a lot of like, if you, I, I follow one couple, um, on, on TikTok that's polyamorous and a lot of it makes sense. You can't one. It's not realistic to have one person fulfill you forever. And that's not sexually. That's emotionally. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of it makes sense for me personally. I feel like I have too much trauma with relationships to like want to juggle more than one at a time. Yeah. Sexually and emotionally. Like I'm just like I really like investing in one person and having that work through. And I'm comfortable with like friendships to fulfill other aspects of that. Sure. Um, But in this situation with them, this couple, this woman that inquired, it's like, I would try to say like, realistically, if Josh brought this to my attention, of course the answer is like, they're nothing like you, babe, nothing compares. I just wanted to let you know, right? I would be like, if you're letting me know, you're telling me for a reason. Like, it's one thing to have like, 
to think someone's hot in your office, it's another thing to be for it be someone you talk to all the time, have jokes with, like that. Unless you want to act on it, at this point, has, I would want you to remove yourself. It has potential to lead, yeah, to something else. I don't know. Yeah, what it's do you hard. do with a crush? What? I like what? That what might, do you, yeah. What do you do with a crush? Either it progresses and you start to really catch feelings, yeah. and then you start weighing who's better. Yeah. If you give, if you know, if you as the other partner give the green light, you're like, yeah. okay, like as long as it stays at work, yeah. and and not who's better in general, but who's better for me. Right. I feel like he's right. he's putting himself in a very awkward position, a very hard position. I wonder I come wonder, home to you, but to look forward to somebody else at the office. I wonder what mm, came I after like came after the conversation or the the statement yeah. of like I have this crush. I want to know what came after that. Yeah. Like I, mean, I don't yeah. see it going forward. I don't see, you know. Yeah. But I just needed to open up like we have a flirty relationship, which I don't think I would I would be comfortable no. with regular flirting. It's one thing to like. No, I yeah, I I don't yeah, think I'd be okay I don't with know that. because shut it down. And it's not about jealousy. I think it's more about respect. Respect, right? I agree. And that for me, like, I think Josh could flirt with someone, and I don't think it would make me jealous. It's harmless, but it would it would feel like disrespectful to me, especially because if like other people catch on at the office like oh have they caught feelings is that you know right is it reciprocated that's right. also a question i have like is it just kind of like yeah yeah i'm not i think you're right for being upset and being conflicted because right because it I deserves even... a much bigger conversation in general set some boundaries yeah and it it is okay if this is the deal breaker for you. Right. Also, you're allowed, you, you're allowed to have a wonderful relationship and love someone so much. And for this to be. And if these intrusive thoughts much. and if, you know, you're spiraling, that's when you know it's not worth it. That it really does bug you. I feel yeah. like you've had a chance to sit with it enough to be like, let me sit with it and just see how I feel about it. But if it's like you're constantly comparing and living in a state of comparison and um, self-doubt, yeah. then no, yeah. it's not worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. And don't let, I'm not saying I don't know him, don't let him gaslight you if you do bring it up and are upset. Don't let gaslight him say, is a like, red you're flag taking though. it too far or you're taking it to a place I didn't mean it to be. I don't know. If I went to the lengths to tell Josh I had a crush on someone, I, I cannot. I would expect, if I said that, I would expect myself to shut it down. And I think a way for me to, to shut it down is like uh, remove myself right. from that work situation. Right. Kudos for the communication though. Love we will the communication. Say that. Great, great sign. Yeah. Truly. That's we roundabouted it. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. But shut it down. Shut it all down. All in all. Yeah. Okay. Here's a nice little funny one. Things are embarrassing for no reason. Someone was bringing it back to us. I read this and I immediately could relate. So wasn't sure where to post. Oh, don't need to say that. <laughs> I don't need to say your name either. Um, I work in pest control business, so my job requires me to ring doorbells or knock on doors constantly throughout the day. What's embarrassing, what's embarrassing for literally no reason is that period of time after you've knocked on the door, but you're standing there waiting for someone to answer. What is one to do? Do I stare at the door, watch the windows for movement, stick on my hands in my pockets, have my hands to my side, stare at the trees or the flower bed? <laughs> this is a... 
this is literally a battle I face every single day, all day. I thought maybe someone else could relate. Love listening to you guys. Thanks for giving me some human connection. The thing that I think is funny is like, this is something that they've done every single day at and work. They still, and they every, still don't know. It's I still, feel like you would be the expert. Right? You'd be I the feel expert. like you would know what to do. You would feel comfortable enough at this point knocking on doors constantly to tell us what to do. Mm-mm. Because I did it the other day and I was like, immediately pull out my phone. But also, first thing they see is me on my phone. I did it to a, it was at a client. I was going for like an in-home shoot and I was like, yeah. oh, what do I do? Stand there and just wait. Just wait. Also, looking in the windows is very uncomfortable. It's like, I don't want you to think I'm peering, peeking, <sighs> creeping. I think it's the world we live in. We just can't sit still. I know. For a second. No. God, no. That is embarrassing for no reason, though. Yeah. But it's a, just a human experience, I guess, that we're doomed to repeat constantly. <laughs> I think that's a lot of the things that are embarrassing for no reason or just part of human existence. I guess we can open up about, did, Rachel, did we talk about this bridesmaid story? You being like, I just don't want to repeat it. Rachel's comment on saying no to being a bridesmaid and she told us a story about her. No? Okay, mm-hmm. let's go for it. Rachel's comment on saying, saying no to being a bridesmaid reminded me, I told my sister no to being her maid of honor. I know that sounds bad, but she is, was closer with our other sister and I didn't want to take that away from her. I found out later that the two of them planned out who was going to be who's maid of honor when we were kids. So I was only asked because of happenstance. The two of them have been closer, but they didn't want me to feel left out of being a maid of honor to one of them. So I guess it came from a good place. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I think, think you, the, I think you, you read, no. you read the room. Read the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you don't, you don't want like the, just the consolation <laughs> invitation. Right. You were like, no, like, I actually get that you're closer and you guys probably could speak more from the heart to each yeah. other and I'll be there with, with another role. Yeah. I appreciate that though. Me too. I do love that advice from you. Like being able to deny. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of maid of honor though, but I, in yeah. your s- specific situation, I feel like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, set the boundaries, set the boundaries. Allowed, because I think, I, I think when I talked about like normalized saying no to being in the bridal party and norm and also normalized not being offended if someone says no to being your bridal party, because like it, it comes with a lot of financial implications. Mm-hmm. Like, usually thousands of dollars. Like, especially if you are you live out of town, you have to fly in town, you got to fly to the bachelorette party, you got to buy the dress, you got to, like, pay for maybe stay at wherever the venue is. Like, we were talking thousands of dollars. Like, it's a financial commitment. And not everybody can do that. And that's okay. Yeah. And even, also, you can set boundaries and be like, hey, I would love to stand next to you on your day. I just won't be able to make it to the bachelorette party. Yeah. Because that's obviously the most pricey. Mm-hmm. Badge parties are becoming a all, cultural all, yeah. phenomenon, yep. if you will. Truly. But now there's like companies that will come to the house and decorate and give you everything you need. I know. It's wild. Laura and I, I don't know if she's already messaged you, but we talked yesterday about it. And what I think is funny is um, we're calling them, it's, Laura said to me, she's like, a fancy lady party, all grown up. When I was in high school, of course, I wasn't like the party animal. It was still me. So I hated going to house parties. I didn't like any of that. So I would have my friends over. 
and we would dress up like fancy ladies and we would drink Arbor Mist and just get <laughs> hammered when my mom was gone for a weekend. Fancy ladies. Fancy it just reminds ladies. me of like an adult tea party with alcohol. Yes. That's what I'm envisioning. Very much that vibe. And I would combine my friend groups, which was like drama nerds and like hot popular girls. Because I was in the middle of those. What are and group? it was just a bonding experience and something I will never forget. And something I'm 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 very much looking forward to repeating granted the only people that were at my fancy lady parties um the only people that will be in attendance to the all grown up will be morgan and Kristen. shout out but it will be welcome good. back fancy lady party all grown up It'll 20 years later 10 years later but oh, yeah yeah, well. yeah 20 years i was eight years old <laughs> arbor miss arbor miss <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah can't wait it'll be fun yeah just a, a little sleepover party we could even do an episode on batch parties keeping them true to you keeping yeah. them fun yeah and some well, cool ideas i mean it's not that i'm always against doing a weekend thing i was like you don't but like finding a, like club and get no that's not what i would do yeah. but you know like going to some wine country or whatever yeah i was like but finding a weekend where all of my wedding industry friends another weekend no if we have one off you know yeah we already have we already got july 8th you know i already got july 8th out of everyone yeah so asking for another one of those we would do it though we would do for you rage though i know but i'm going to chicago like i'm doing i feel like i'm doing a lot for to celebrate this that it wouldn't normally well you deserve that though and you but i feel like you are enjoying it next dm next dm Okay, and there were plenty of DMs we did not get to last week, um, but this was one that I wanted to a- answer. This was um, wor- some worst advice. Um, she said, one time my dad told me that every couple has knockdown, drag out fights. Those were his exact words, as in the fights were st- fights where you literally want to kill the other person screaming at the top of your lungs throwing shit etc he's a boomer and doesn't understand that that is not healthy or normal (laughs) but that's still how some people think that to love hard you also have to fight hard Mm. so toxic Mm. i i very much i mean obviously agree if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time fighting like that is so toxic but it's very interesting how some people equate that kind of passion with the intensity of your love. Those two keywords is exactly what I was going to say. It's like we've all been in those relationships, I could, mm-hmm. I would imagine. And those are the hardest ones that you, you can't compartmentalize that yeah. in your brain. I think it's really hard because we're like, wow, that love, that was so crazy. Like I've never been in love like that anymore. Don't yeah. confuse, don't confuse that passion with actual love mm-hmm. because mm, those mm-hmm. two things should not be in the same relationship. No. Yes, you can have passion, but I'm this love hard, fight harder is not, yep. it's okay. You can fight, you know, if, if it escalates, it escalates, but I'm yep. talking throwing shit and like that ha- reoccurring. Mm-hmm. Mm. Take a peek. Take a peek. Sometimes um, uh, Josh and I will be in an argument and <laughs> he'll say something like snippy or like a low a low blow for like us, right? And I'm like, 
are you getting sick of being in a non-toxic relationship? Are you trying to add a little spice? Are you trying to add a little spice? I was like, are you the drama today? <laughs> are you the villain? Are you the villain? Because shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah. And, and I saw a TikTok the other day that I sent to him and it's like, like when you get tired of being in a healthy relationship, you want to just be a little toxic. Wait, that's so <laughs> funny because I can catch myself doing that. Yeah. And Joe's like, who the fuck are you? Where yeah. did that come from? Because I'll say something like, so out of pocket so yeah. out of pocket like i'll swear and act like like i'm better or yeah. something am i the villain yeah and then joe will do the same thing is like i can tell where you've been in relationships yeah. but we don't do that dance here you yeah. know that's but so funny josh said this la- josh and i said this last week but like he in that same breath of like him sometimes being taking cheap shots or whatever which is rare but uh he he cannot deal with any yelling. If there's any yelling about anything, survival mode, panic mm-hmm, mode, mm-hmm. like, because then it's like, then he'll go to that place too. He's like, if you're yelling at me, like, I'll me, meet you. I'll, I'll get, meet like, you. Like, and I mean, it's wild. Like, not only like how he grew up, but like one of the last relationships he was in, like, he was just demonstrating the kind of relationship that he'd only seen growing up, throwing hair blow dryers throwing plates throwing like just having that kind of relationship and it wasn't until he got a relationship with me where we were talking and i've said this we were talking about our ground rules like what are your what are your yeah your red flags or what are your no-go and his were basic survival yeah his words don't cheat on me and don't hit me (laughs) and i'm like didn't know those needed to be spoken about I'm thinking like, you like know. cool. I got this in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> we're good to yeah, go. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Here we are. Yee. About to get married. I do gotta go. We gotta shut this down because Rach is gonna catch some. I gotta catch, catch, a, catch flight. a flight. So cool. I gotta catch a flight. I'm so Chicago. excited for you. You're gonna have a blast. Keep me, keep me on standby. I will. I'll be on standby. I'll be putting mom in her first Uber. Oh. So. Sherry's going to love it. She's going to have an experience. I hope so. 60 is the year for her. 60. Year of glowing. I love it. Glowing and growing. Good. So. Well, I think next week it'll be Britt and I. Okay. And then. When we'll, do you leave? Next week. What time? What day? Tuesday, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you'll record like when you first get there. Yeah. Just talking logistics. Logistics. Nice. So yeah. And then we'll, we should be back to normal. We got to get some consistency here. We hope. We hope. We hey. hope. We love it. We love you guys. I'm Rachel. I'm Jess. And we suck at outros. And we're for better and worse podcast. And we out.